Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is Taylor, and I'm also here with Jessica and KJ. And today we have a really, really good episode for you guys about our beloved Gilmore Girls. We love them so much. And we are Very going much. to do another lighthearted psychoanalysis of the attachment styles within the Gilmore Girls television show because we have such a history with those characters when did you guys start watching gilmore girls for the first time when it was on tv when it premiered (gasps) oh my gosh really yeah and i didn't i didn't finish it yeah i mean yeah kj's like you guys we were talking about this episode and she was like oh yeah jesse and me and taylor were like what (laughs) <laughs> so that's where KJ's Jesse. at. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Him Jesse. Yeah, no, I'm like OG. I remember seeing previews and being like, this is a show I would like to watch. And so I, yeah, because it premiered when we were like in high school y, yeah, like mm-hmm. age. Because mm-hmm. she graduates like two years before us or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she, yeah, I was around there, but I didn't like finish it. I didn't like religiously follow it because I remember like I remember specifically you guys this is great I think it was on Wednesday nights but I would have um church group young men young women's often and so I couldn't watch it so I would like get behind and I would be so upset because obviously this was back in the day we Um, couldn't record things we couldn't stream no and we did like it I feel like we had DVR at the end maybe but Yeah, yeah I just remember I asked for the box set all seven seasons when it was done and once I had that that's when I like started religiously watching it and I still have I have my all seven seasons DVDs I don't use them anymore but I do have them so just in case there you go just in case something happens and you need them you never know like yeah I didn't I am like sad that this wasn't part of my childhood I was more of like a OC one true little girl. Yeah, and oh, I was not yeah. I was yeah. not into OTH. I never I, watched it, but okay, everyone else did. But I remember like at the end of One Tree Hill like really goes downhill and it gets like kind of crazy and I was just like I'm so glad I didn't invest in this show. Like I was better than everyone oh, even yeah. though I just had yeah. never watched so it. That better. was the only reason. <laughs> You know? I watched so much Lost. Like I think I watched exclusively oh, Lost yes. back in the day. I'd like I Lost. didn't watch yeah. Lost until after. Oh my gosh! And that, I mean, I am. It's like sad. Like when you get to watch a show as it comes out, like mm-hmm. those classic shows. I'm like, oh, I wish I had watched Lost week to week. That would have been like yeah. a lot. Oh yeah, it was you a know? lot. The suspense yeah. was so much yeah. for my little yeah. teenage body it and been mind. So funny, like so fun. It would have been so fun to have watched it yeah. that way. 
But I, that was yeah, like one of the first cold. shows I ever binged was Lost. I watched yes. it with my friend who had the DVDs and we watched it in like a weekend. Watched oh several gosh. seasons with Liz. <laughs> so. <laughs> Shout out to Liz. Shout thanks. out to Liz. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, I just more girls. In my 20s, and it has become like just a comfort show. It's definitely one of those that you can like put on in the background and just watch over and over. Yes. And then they came out with like the reunion show. Which yeah, still which I had a level of cleanliness. Yeah, I have like a oh. lot of um, mixed feelings. Oh know? no, 100%. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. But like, but truly, the like year in the life I love because like Luke and Lorelai are together. And I just mm-hmm. love seeing yeah. the life that they made. I loved that. I was like, yeah. I just needed that. And I was like, so I did really enjoy that. I, and I, the way that I think about the year in our life, I think of it as the way that it should have been, right? Which is, that's how the show should have ended originally. Mm-hmm. And so when you're like, well, Rory was like so lost after 10 years. I don't think of it that way. Like, it's how it should have been at the end, like when she graduated college, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That would have made more sense. Yeah. And that's how it was supposed to be. But then, you know, politics. Yeah. So. <laughs> politics. What do you do? i like yeah i mean i've read like lauren graham's memoir and stuff and so she like goes into it like they were all very much unaware that the show was going to be canceled and like when amy sherman paladino got kicked off and stuff like that was all big it wasn't supposed to happen you know it's like Mm -hmm. the office like when michael scott leaves it's like what's the point of this show anymore and i still like Gilmore girls but it's for sure you can see the departure and the changes and stuff so Anyways, that's beside the point. This is like, these are like true Gilmore Girl fans are like, yeah, Jessica, you, I'm with you. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what are you talking about? Hopefully we do have some really animal. juicy characters coming in. We do. Let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, okay. we got to start. We got to start with Lorelai, right? Yeah. We just, she is the trunk of the tree. We were talking about this. It's kind of like... She is the tree and the tree we go to Richard and Emily and then we go to Rory, you know, but like mm-hmm. Lorelai is for me, she is the, the Gilmore girl. It's not about all three of them. So... It's just about her, you know? Mm-hmm. So Lorelai, what do you guys think? She clearly oh. has some baggage, but she also <laughs> is aware of her baggage, which I do yeah. appreciate, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I literally, I'm like thinking of all the quotes. Like I am so in this Gilmore Girls has been my show since the twins were born that I fall asleep to and that I fell asleep to in the hospital. So I watched it so much. So it's like a sleep show to me, but I like watch it every night a little bit, you know? So she has a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. Maybe doesn't have the most successful of relationships for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Max is a very interesting case study. I was yeah. just watching those episodes with Max, and dang, I I like him. I He's like so great. Max. He's like a solid guy. You know, yeah. he's funny. Yeah. He's witty. He's interested. He's dedicated and committed. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. really. She, like that's what she that. says. She's like, I sure know how to dump him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait for this smattering of Gilmore Girl quotes so you guys are going to be like, why do you know this? But just takes up room in my head. Sorry, guys. 
<laughs> does. But truly, like, she's very aware that, like, she just couldn't get it together. And, th- and that is very much her avoidance kicking in of, like, I cannot commit to this relationship. I cannot be in this relationship long term, you know? Yeah, it's Which, true avoidance. And she does that in the beginning yeah. of that relationship, exactly. right? Yeah, that's what I was like, just going to say. She's yeah. like, oh, you could, like, meet me at this coffee shop i'm here on uh, this day and if one wanted mm-hmm. to come to this one coffee shop one would not be stopped by me you know it's like yeah. but that's like her like really fighting that avoidant mm-hmm. like okay need. i like him but like mm-hmm. oh this isn't safe and then i mean they have this come up i think that lorelei and max is the classic you can see the avoidance throughout mm-hmm. so the way that they start but then you can see it when Rory calls him Max and is like, hey, I want to go. Let's go ice skating with Max. And Lorelai's like, whoa, we cannot be together anymore. Right. And yeah, so then freaks out. she just ghosts him, which is very avoidant. Right. Uh-huh. And then they get back together because they just can't stay apart. Uh-huh. And, then, and then I think Max shows. I mean, this is where it's like, OK it was written this way would it have happened this way i would argue no right so to me max is a very secure person except when he proposes to lorelei like right after they get back together and he proposes not in like a thought out way i would argue that that's not what the real character of max would do but that was like to keep the story way more careful and thoughtful about it yeah yeah because he was he's very secure and then she was just avoidant and just couldn't do it and that really shows up at the bachelorette party when she calls christopher who is her always safe fallback right and she's she says this at the end of the show when she's like you've always been this beautiful possibility for me right Mm -hmm. whenever something gets stressful gets hard she always goes back to this like Mm -hmm enigmatic christopher of like what could be you know yeah and that's that's, like what is that in the attachment world because i feel like that is such a thing for a lot of people Mm -hmm. like just having this one person they go back to over and over and over i mean you see it it's not even a person that they've had a successful interaction with or a successful relationship with it's almost like like that beautiful possibility it's what i could what could have happened with this person so you've created like an alternate reality in which that is still a possibility when really it isn't Mm. yeah it's like all the ghosts of what could be and what like yeah it's like a very imagined thing i think it is for lorelei it is a tool for her to use her avoidance where it's Mm -hmm. like okay every time she goes back to christopher you can see it it's it's this moment of she's trying to escape something else. She's being avoidant except for, of course, the one time that she's trying to be secure, they'd get together at Suki's wedding. And then Christopher honestly was not ready to be there because if he was, he would have been like, okay, I missed it with my last kid. So maybe I should just be a present parent instead of having Mm -hmm. to like leave Lorelai and go back to Sherry you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I would argue that he also was not ready to actually be there for Lorelai and Rory and so Mm -hmm. he was like okay this is my out yeah so Sherry's pregnant now I'm gone you know yeah so 
And Christopher, I would say, is very anxious, wants to be with Lorelai always, um, is sabotaging his own life to be with Lorelai, honestly, sometimes. And I think is putting Mm -hmm. his own life on hold for her until they finally get together. And then that is a huge disaster. What a, yeah. (laughs) Just really bad. (laughs) And that's, yeah, yeah. It's just not good, you know? But that's where I think, so if we want to talk about Lorelai growing into a secure attachment, which Mm -hmm. I think she does, Mm -hmm. I would say in her relationship with Luke, she does a very good job of being secure and you can really see it at the end. So let's talk. So like Luke and Lorelai obviously have several iterations, Mm -hmm. but if we talk about them the first time they're together, before um april because april obviously throws off everything for luke i would say like she is she's getting towards being very secure she feels like this is it i'm willing to lean into it and i think that that develops out of the fact that she's had a long-term safe relationship with luke yeah, based on friendship, mm-hmm. based on security and safety and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's a good tip for you avoidance out there. Like develop a really strong relationship with someone over time and really trust them. And then you really can move out of that avoidance state. Right. And mm-hmm. I think when she breaks up with him, so he breaks up with her because of the Christopher thing. Um, and she's just devastated. And I think she really shows that like, it's a very healthy devastation. She's not like, Oh, he left. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. She's like truly grieving the loss of this very important relationship to her. And she's not doing it in this anxious way of like, Oh, I'm alone again. Like she has maybe in other relationships where she's like, the cats came, I'm alone, you know? Yeah. This is all, everyone's gonna be like, I have to watch the whole show because Jess was referencing like obscure rep- episodes. But, but Challenge accepted. Yeah, right. But I think that she's really truly like grieving the loss of Luke because it was a healthy relationship and she mm-hmm. knew it and she knew it was the right relationship, you know? And she felt the difference in that relationship than all right. of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I would argue that she did, you know? And then they obviously get back together, but then Luke finds out about April and doesn't tell mm-hmm. Lorelai. And oh my gosh, that part of this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just the lack of communication and compassion yes. towards the other person in the relationship. I almost have to skip some of those episodes because I can't emotionally handle it. Well, cause he is also avoidant. Like that's what uh, I yeah. thought is it's like yeah. interesting. Cause it's two avoidance, like working towards being yeah. secure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because so let's take Luke for a second. So he has like the Rachel thing where he can't mm-hmm. trust her. And so he's like always keeping her at arm's length. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have Nicole, which. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Same thing. On a cruise or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, so they like randomly get married. But before that, he like is like, ah, she's the person I'm seeing. He won't even say like, she's the person I'm dating, you know? And then they're living together and he doesn't even tell anyone that they're living together, but he's not really living with her is what Mm -hmm. Lorelai finds out. Right. And so he's very avoidant, lots of space there. And then he comes and he is together with Lorelai, you know, and that's been his dream 
we know mm-hmm. since season one. So he's mm-hmm. like so excited. He leans into it. He's very secure for a while, but then things start to kind of unravel as he basically has stressors in his life build up. I feel like he basically can't maintain two close relationships at the same time. And so he compartmentalizes yeah. in all the wrong ways and it, it ends disastrously for him, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and he does acknowledge because that. When, yeah. When he has those stressors with April, but the the best thing to do is to lean into Lorelai for support, right? But you're right. Yeah. He couldn't manage both of them. So he no. prioritized one over the other and then the other one fell. Yeah. And so that's where I think Lorelai really shows her security is the ultimatum episode. Do I agree with an ultimatum? No, not usually. But do mm-hmm. I think that she was showing I am secure, I am ready to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, like when she proposed, when she, you know, all this stuff, she's like, okay, I am ready for this. Why aren't you coming along with me? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think she really was like, I'm ready for a secure relationship. And he was like, I'm going to pull the avoidant card and I'm out of here. I can't do this, you know? And then I think that triggers her avoidance. So who does she go back to? She goes back to Christopher, right? Mm -hmm. Always. And so that's like, okay, well, fine. This isn't going to work. I'm going right back to what I used to do, which I think is also an important lesson that an avoidant can learn where it's like, it is hard once you start to feel that safety and security and you're like, okay, I can do this, but something goes wrong. Your avoidance is triggered so quickly and you will start to do something that's like, give me space, get me away from this person, you know? Yeah. So that ends. She goes back to Christopher Mary's Christopher, whatever. But then Luke comes back around. I think that he does some work. Like they have the hay bale maze and they meet up in the middle and they kind of have like a processing of like Lorelai saying sorry for sleeping with Christopher and, and Luke being like, I think I compartmentalized our relationship and it wasn't a good thing. And she's like, yeah, you did that. And I love that. She's not like you did it. She's like, yes, that's what you did. Thank you for realizing it, you know? And so then he like starts to grow and learn. And then obviously in the year in the life, he has his like wonderful, like, damn it, Lorelai, we're supposed to be together speech. Yeah. Which is very much him being like, I am secure. I am here. I'm not leaving. I was never going to leave. No matter what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is good. So Luke and Lorelai for sure end up in a very secure relationship. Mm -hmm. Why weren't they married? That is the last part of their avoidance, right? Mm-hmm. And they talk about that, like with the whole, he's like, you're supposed to keep your family away from me and I'll keep mine away from you. And she's like, is that how we're supposed to live? You know? And I think that that's yeah. where they realize, like, oh, we did kind of set this up on like with an avoidance slant to it. And that's mm-hmm. when she's like, no, we need to get married. Like we need to put an end to all of the avoidance in this relationship. So, yeah. I like to think that they did, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so um, now <laughs> you guys like feel free. I mean, I just like talk so much about Gilmore Girls. It's fine. <laughs> so now let's move on to Rory. Rory. Mm-hmm. Rory, Rory, Rory. Rory. Say that as fast. Rory. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts and feelings and emotions about Rory. But it is interesting that we get to watch her, like, what, from the very first season where she's 
15, you know, 15 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. And we, we really get to watch the evolution of her and all of her ideas about relationships, which came from Lorelai. And then Lorelai didn't have a long dating history, so she's going along all these relationships as well, as well as getting into her first relationship with Dean. 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 Dino. Beautiful Dean. Dino. Uh, yeah, well, let's first take a poll, just like for fun. KJ. Yeah. Team hmm. Jess, Logan, Dean. Jess. Oh, for sure. Okay, Taylor. I literally love and hate all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons. Yeah. I can't. Oh, but if I, okay, if I had to choose <laughs> Dean, you would choose Dean. Them- well, he had the most excuse to be an idiot because he was a child. He you was know? really young. <laughs> yeah, he was young. I will give him that, but I would contend that he is the worst of the three. But I know, also, so toxic. He, I know, he was. He's a very interesting case study in a literal toxic relationship. Honestly. Yes. Well, who would you choose? Parallels with dead? Logan as well, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would choose jess post printing house jess if that makes sense. well obviously you choose jess well yeah house. i mean you can't i have post, you can't have post jess without pre-jess that's not that's the thing it's like yeah jess for sure i would take jess for with as is except for the party right Oh, I hate that scene. Yeah, with the fight and everything. If you can get rid of the party, then I feel like Jess is stupid, but he he's he has a good heart, you know. Dean, he's so he's so like underhanded and passive aggressive, Mm -hmm. and he's got some childhood trauma. Yeah, that would be my argument. I do think he's really character developed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Logan had so much potential, and then they tanked oh, that in the year in the life later. Yes. Where I'm like, yeah, seriously, so now he's just like cheating on his. Yeah. So, yes. I didn't like that because, like, he like loved Rory and he was going to be like, he wanted to marry her, you know, and they were going to like have a life. But then if he's like stepping out on her, you're like, would he have, you know what I mean? Like, was yeah. he going to well, do that honestly, to Rory? After all that time, it's like stand up to your father, Logan. I know, right? Okay? Like, at what I mean, point do you have to live this life? Come on, let's get seriously. Because he already—that was the whole thing—was that he did. He like detached. Mm-hmm. He was being his own person. He was healthy finally. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of undid that in the year in the life. So yeah, like they're like that. just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that's my question with like determining Rory's attachment style because if you look at that relationship with Logan. And like the secrecy and all of that, that kind of screams like anxious avoidant, like a very unhealthy combination. But is she that, like, is that her primary style throughout? Or did she lean towards one or the other? Rory is very hard. Honestly, I I feel like it changes. Like it changes. I agree. I think she has a a volatile relationship style. That's what I would mm-hmm. say. Attachment style. Mm-hmm. Wait, I would you call she, her disorganized? I don't think it's like 
that full blown year, I would just yeah. say it's inconsistent. Yeah. More like, yeah. which we could just label her as an insecure attachment. And sometimes mm-hmm. it pops up as anxious and sometimes it pops up as avoidant, yeah. which maybe is more, it's anxious because it's more dependent on like who she's with and stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, she does seem to like attach to the styles of whoever she's with. Yeah, she definitely is well, like you, a, you see that in people, right? A chameleon, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Where they just kind of latch onto whatever style their current partner is exhibiting. Yeah. And I think so well, let's start at the beginning. Dean. Okay, let's address the hugely problematic when Rory does not say I love you back, Dean oh my loses his mind and they break up. And even her mother. I hate yes. the conversation she Again, has with yeah. Lorelai mm-hmm. after So that. let's just be clear. That is all very unhealthy. If very unhealthy. Up, not you do because that. you don't say I love you, it's n- oh my God. that's not okay. You know? No. Um, no. I do think that the way, I like to think that like, the way Lorelai talks about it is a very healthy way of talking about saying I love you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that if Lorelai knew that he said like, I love you. And then she, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. then he broke up with her. Like, I think she'd be pretty mad, but like, I think she was, was validating. I think in that, in that like conversation, she was really validating where Dean was coming from and not validating as much where Rory was coming right. from. She's like, well, Dean was probably feeling this. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's but not was, yeah. what was Rory feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that like Rory has every right to be like, whoa, I don't know if I can say I love you. Clearly that's what we're saying. She has every right to be like, I don't want to say it right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do think that Lorelai does teach her a valuable lesson, which is like, I've been avoidant. And what mm-hmm. she's trying to say is I'm avoidant. I can't say that I love you to people. I just mess things up with Max or I am messing up. I can't remember how it mm-hmm. time-wise. Go- oh no. It was like, yeah, she just broke up with Max. Right. So mm-hmm. she's like, I have been messing things up. My avoidance is messing things up. Please don't let that be what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Rory comes back, but then the problem with Rory actually, let's say is this anxious attachment of when I'm with someone, I actually want to be with someone else. Yes. And huge then, problem. Obviously. Then like if, if I can't have this person, then I want to have them. So mm-hmm. actually, yeah, I would say now that I'm looking at it more, a lot more anxious and her, is popping like up. Her obsession with being wanted. Yes. She wants to be wanted, yeah. but not always in the, in the current committed relationship that she's in. It's almost like she's addicted or obsessed to that sensation of being wanted or pursued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we all are. I'm just kidding. We're really not. I mean, it feels great. You know, <laughs> it's nice to be pursued. It's nice to be wanted, but also not at the level that Rory is yeah. seeking mm-hmm. it. Right. So it is mm-hmm. like, yeah. Should you sleep with someone who is married? No, you oh shouldn't. Gosh, I forgot do that. about that. Okay, I'm not Team Dean anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah, like I said, Team no, oh. Dean is not a great. <laughs> Bod lost all respect for me when yeah. I said that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I think like Dean is like textbook anxious. And the best oh, yeah. episode where you can see it is where he knows that Rory is starting to like Jess. He can feel it. And so mm-hmm. he responds 
by being so suffocating. And so yeah. there's this great little thing where Lorelai is sitting on the couch and she's like, she had taken 14 messages from Dean or something. Like, I love that illustration. That is anxious attachment. I call mm -hmm. 14 times. And then they like play him on the message yeah. machine. And he's like, yeah. hey, just check in to see when you're going to get home. Oh, I just remembered you're not going to be home till six. Oh, well, and, and Lorelai's like, and yet, and then he calls again and is like, just calling to see if you got home early, you know, and like, he's clearly yeah. so anxious and he feels that something mm -hmm. is wrong. And, and Lorelai like, gives him. Make me feel better, make me feel better. Yes, me, exactly. Me. Yeah. Exactly. He's looking for that connection. Mm -hmm. He's seeking it. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get it. He eventually does do something about it and like breaks up with her, mm -hmm. which is good for him. Like finally him. not, you know, but it doesn't matter. He still is in love with her and marries someone else as a band-aid. Like she'll love me. She'll give me the attention that I need because Rory never did. And we see that at his bachelor party when he is musing to Luke, like, why doesn't she love me? You know? And it's like, well, you can't marry someone else to make Rory love you. But yeah. turns out you can, because that is what happened. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh so my then gosh. he's oh married. Bad. Then Rory comes back. Then they break up again. So mm -hmm. and that's the end of Dean. Thank heavens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of Dean. And then we can talk about Jess, right? Yes. Jess or Jesse. Talk to me about Jess since you love him so much. Okay, so I'm currently rewatching mm -hmm. only my second time. Okay. So Jessica would be like, what? You've only watched Gilmore Girls <laughs> one and a half times? That's exactly where her face is showing um, right Literally. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine because you have the rest of your life to watch it another 50 times. True. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I like Jess so much because you can see how much of an internal battle it is for him, like against his avoidance. Such a struggle. Such like a he struggle. wants to connect. Yes. He wants to like be Rory's ride or die, mm -hmm. but he's just battling like his own demons and his yeah. own traumas and things that are going on for him. Like, having a mom that's like, I can't handle you at home anymore. Like I'm shipping yeah. you off to your uncle. Oh, and then he's uh -huh. just like in this little like upstairs apartment with his uncle who like doesn't know how to take care of him and handle him because he's so, mm -hmm. you know, rebellious. And yeah. And he's like trying to be independent and staying out and doing whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I just like watching that process as like a recovering avoidant like just seeing Ooh, yeah. that's why you love him so much you connect yeah I, I feel like i get him like he just really wants to be with this person but it's not necessarily about the person it's more just about like his own stuff that's going on and i feel like avoidance can kind of get a bad rap of like you just always, you know, blow up relationships by ghosting people or not communicating or, you know, acting aloof when really a lot of times, sometimes avoidance have like the, 
just like the burning heart of like wanting to be loved and wanting to love, but just really struggling um, internally with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just and the I bleeding like, heart. Love it. Yeah. Like he really loves Rory. He wants to be there. And like he comes to her that one time and he like says, I know you couldn't count on me then, but you can count on me now. Like he really is like, he has that deep desire to be loved and to love her and to like be dependable. He just can't necessarily like get it together, you know? Yeah. But he does. That's the beauty is he does grow out of that avoidance, which is great. Um, Okay, this might just be, like, a really wrong memory that I, like, it's like I want it to be this way because I've only watched the, like, reunion show once. But doesn't he come in the end and is, like, they kind of allude, like, that they're going to end up together as, like, this weird circular moment of, like, Luke and Lorelai and Rory and Jess. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was what, the show was supposed to do originally mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. i think she rory was supposed to get pregnant by logan and then end up with jess who is the luke and it is the same as lorelei it's like a oh yeah because like logan is the christopher yes right then, because he's like beautiful yeah 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 and i think that's what it is and so it very it's like a very soft alluding to it in that like jess is looking longingly at Rory I think Rory's like kind of indifferent you can like imagine that it would play out I like to think that Rory ended up with someone stable you know Mm -hmm. who knows but um yeah so Jess is like I feel like he gets there in the end his Mm -hmm. trauma breeds avoidance and that kind Mm -hmm. of like makes a lot of sense yeah yeah Logan Mm mm-hmm Logan is like very interesting just like what he's just a very interesting character because he's not yeah. someone that I interact with in real life you know someone who's know, like a whole lot of a, people that do interact yeah. with people like Logan in real life <laughs> it's just like who yeah he's a very rich trust fund kid who has mm-hmm. his whole life laid out for him but doesn't want it you know and so He's very much like flippant going through girl, 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 girl. And then finally settles on Rory because she gives him this ultimatum of like, we need to be in a real relationship, you know? And I think he responds really well to that and he does well. But then when they break up, then he sleeps with many, many bridesmaids. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they, because he, it's like a Ross Rachel thing. Like he Mm -hmm. viewed them as being on a break. Rory did not. They get back together. Luckily, Logan almost dies. Otherwise, Rory may never have forgiven him. But she forgives him pretty quick once he's like almost dead in the hospital room. You know, Mm -hmm. turns out that does wonders for your attachment. And uh, yeah, so, but I, I feel like at the end, Logan is a very, like he was moving into security. When he proposes to Rory, I think he means it and he was going to be Mm -hmm. a secure person. Mm-hmm. But who knows how long that would last? Because I do feel like, yes, he was improving, 
But maybe where he ends up, which is like he's cheating on his fiance in the a year in a life, maybe that really is like where he was always going to be. It just would have been cheating on Rory, you know? Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have been able to grow out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Not my fave. Yeah, I like I can see the benefits of Logan and I can see the benefits of Jess. Dean, you're not going to convince me on that one. No benefit. But I would say who is like the healthiest probably out of them all at the end is when like Rory bumps into Dean in the supermarket and he's like has like 700 kids and is like very like seems very stable, you know. So he did grow out of it. We would like to believe. Um, One would argue. Yeah. But I can see like. Logan had good moments. Jess had good moments. Rory had a lot of bad moments, honestly. She's not a lot a of bad moments. She's just not the character that you like want her to be. And she didn't grow the way that Lorelai did. I think that's my biggest thing with her is like she needed to do a little more a little bit more growing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the whole yacht thing, like, okay, really? Oh my really? gosh, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very terrible way to handle our stressors is stealing someone's yacht. <laughs> stealing yacht. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, nah, maybe that's not the way to handle life being hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the last people we want to touch on, the most important, just kidding. But truly for me, what I think is like a very strong relationship is Richard and Emily. Yeah. Are they good parents? they try they are they really do parent with a hundred percent yeah just a hundred percent their way not Lorelai's way they really do like field yeah they mean it but I think that they together with each other have a very strong supportive relationship I think Richard had a very strong supportive relationship with his mom Mm -hmm. um I think that they Laura, like Emily wants to have a good relationship with Lorelai. She just cannot let go of her values and her beliefs, you know? Yeah. And so I think yeah. parenting wise, they that, definitely. Like, conditional piece, right? Yes, like, exactly. I love you if you do these if, things, yeah, but if you yeah. do them your way, yeah. No luck. And so I think that, like, really, yeah, exactly. It's like, did they give Lorelai an anxious attachment system. I mean, an avoidant attachment system. Yes, they definitely yes. did that because she had to push away from them first mm-hmm. and she never was good enough for them. Yeah. So her natural reaction was, well, if I'm never going to be good enough for you, then I'm, I don't need you. And then she yeah. proved that and yep. she left home at 16 and didn't need them for a long time, you know? Yeah. But I do think that they, as a dyad are very strong. And what I love is when they separate Emily, like, I love that she does that. I love that she separates because she disagrees with what Richard is doing and the way he is moving in his life. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of like watching it for a while being like, I don't know about these decisions you're making. And she's like voicing concern and whatever. And he's kind of overriding her. And then when it comes down to it, she's like, you know what? I don't like the direction you're going. And so I'm going to separate but they have that really strong, secure attachment to bring them together once I think things mm-hmm. settle down and Settled. Richard is maybe not being so terrible. 
because he mm-hmm. probably kind of was like maybe like calm down for a minute there Richard like yeah. you don't need to see yeah, everyone sure. so I do love their relationship and like truly I also love the year in the life for Emily mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she yeah. truly she grieves it's hard for her she grows a ton yeah and I like to see that but I think she really was like genuinely they were very securely attached to one another mm-hmm. and it was great to see wasn't there a, like I mean I think if you you mentioned it just how Lorelai kind of where her attachment style came from in regards to them but I mean, they didn't talk about emotions much. And I remember, isn't there a scene where Emily and Lorelai are in therapy or something yeah. and like, they just don't speak? Yeah, it's so yeah, good. For like the whole time. Yeah. Like that is just kind of, I think, like the epitome of them. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, it's so good. And then Lorelai is like, I'm sorry. And Emily's like, what for? And she's like, it's a blanket apology. Just like take it, you know? <laughs> and that really does like define them. Like, they're both just like, I'm not going to say anything. And then Lorelai's like, fine. I'll just like, it was my fault, you know? And Emily's yes, like, well, yeah. what is it even your, you know, all of this stuff. So yeah, it's so, it's good. And I think it's very interesting. The, yeah, the three of them, their dynamics, very interesting. But then do they have a very secure relationship with Rory? Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they show up yeah. for Rory always, you know? Mm-hmm. And That's I think that they... Yeah, and like, I think it's Rory, because Rory can, like, accept their love more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Rory has so many secure people that are attached to her. Yeah. Yeah, in her romantic relationships, she is really... But she, it's because she doesn't have her dad, you could say. You in could a very, say. In a very say typical that. way. Like, I still, I still don't get so many of her behaviors because you're right. Within those relationships, she's so good at accepting. She accepts Richard's love the way that he gives it. She accepts Emily's love the crazy way that she gives it and Lorelai's love. She's so good at that. But then when it comes to her like making her own decisions, showing up for herself or taking responsibility for herself, she falters so many times. Yeah, she does. Ooh, security with self. That's a deep thought. Right? True. Having a secret attachment within yourself. Oh, maybe that's because she has such powerful connections with other people and all these secure people that when it comes to her, when it comes to like depending on herself, knowing what she's capable of, she doesn't have the security to be able to branch away and then come back to only her. Right. Well, well and I think that she, I mean, and Lorelai touches on this at some point where it's just like, you've had a lot of good things happen. Like it's your turn for something hard, you know, where it's like all of these people did kind of entitle her and like, just like move mountains to accommodate her. And so I think Mm -hmm. she kind of was like, I can have what I want. And in a lot of ways she can, because she did work hard and she did have this great support system that allowed it to all happen you know Mm -hmm. but then at some point I think she was trying to fill holes with these unhealthy relationships over and over again and it didn't work you know yeah 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 so there you go fast security in yourself like Mm -hmm. you can have people who want to be there for you but maybe they're not doing it in a way that's helping you or whatever who knows you know 
could yeah. really analyze this for another hour, but. Oh my gosh, so long. I still have so yeah. many thoughts. Yeah. So if you guys want to continue the conversation, just mm-hmm. send us a message because we yes. have lots to say. <laughs> but otherwise, I feel like we've kind of done a nice dissection of the main characters, mm-hmm. which is good for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have fun doing these. And um, our next one we're going to do is around the holiday season in December. We're going to watch The Family Stone. Oh, it's one of my that. favorite movies. I have never seen it. So. I also have never seen it. So, Oh my gosh, you guys are so good. It's going to be so Diane exciting. Eaton. Oh my gosh, I want to be her. Oh yeah, good old Diane. But anyway, stay tuned for that if you love these episodes. And thanks for tuning in. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.